0: Welcome to Coffee with the Docs. We are a holistic lifestyle podcast where we give integrative solutions and bring brilliant experts to help you thrive, mind, body, and spirit. We are doctors, Nicole Huffman and Abby Kramer, and we're so happy you're here.
1: All right, everyone, welcome back to Coffee with the Docs. Today we have a super anticipated and exciting episode where we get to talk all about Dr. Nicole's news.
0: Bam, bam. What's your news for people who might not know? I'm pregnant. Woo! So exciting. As we're recording this, I'm almost 17 weeks. So awesome.
1: Yeah. So yeah, for those of you who haven't been familiar, jump back and listen to episode 77, where we took a really deep dive into Dr. Nicole's fertility journey that was recorded back in December. Um, So I figured today we can just chat about where we left off. I can't believe that was December. I know. I looked back like this morning because I was like, when was that? Wow. I know. That's crazy wild.
0: Right. And I don't even know if we recorded it in December. That could have been like even earlier. Yeah. That's really interesting. I think we actually did record it and it went off pretty quick because we had yeah. a cancellation. Oh, so it was like pretty, but still either way, that feels like forever ago and so much has changed. So totally, Awesome. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I'd love to start out talking about right leading up to when you found out you were pregnant let's first talk about like healing modalities. What were you doing? Cause when we left off in December, you know, we kind of got the runaround of what you were currently trying and experimenting, what was working, you know, what was going on. So at that point, what this was like April, May, like in the spring, what were you focused on?
0: Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because we talked about in that episode, how like this had been a decently long journey for us. So I feel like, um you know, people are like, well, what do you think it was? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I did so many things. It's yeah. like really hard <laughs> <Unvariables>. to variables. <know." laughs> yeah. So many variables, but I think there were like a couple like really big themes that stuck out and things that I did that I definitely noticed a difference in. Um, so I was working with a functional medical doctor. Um, we started working in December, so I'm sure I talked about him, but I'm not totally sure. And, Um, It was, it was a choice I made to not be my own doctor anymore and to kind of have somebody work with me who like, I had worked with him when I lived in California, but you know, he's not my friend he doesn't, you know, know everything about me and just a little bit more of an objective eye on things. And so he had recommended peptides. So I did um, a peptide called kiss which works on your body kind of like, creating its own hormones. Um, so what we have to understand about peptides is they're, they're supernatural. I mean, they're peptides are your, they make proteins. So it's something that everybody's body already makes. It's more an idea of how can we enhance it? Maybe give your body like a little kick, a little extra of something so one of the things that had happened when I moved to the ranch was my whole life changed. <laughs> and I was all of a sudden doing, you know, 21,000 steps a day and um I lost a decent amount of weight and lost my period. So obviously yeah. the opposite of what we were trying to go right. for <laughs> in terms of <laughs> right. regulating your period, but my, I don't know, I mean all women are different but my period's really sensitive and so I will lose it before it starts coming more frequently. And Mm -hmm. so I really felt like the kiss captain just kind of like brought my hormones back, kind of got them back to good levels, got me back being really Mm -hmm. regular. Um, And I, I really noticed a big difference on that. So I have to say, like, I really do feel like the peptides played a big part for me. That's awesome. And the dosing is super individual. There are oral peptides. The ones I did were injectable. Yeah. I only did them for a couple of months, honestly. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. It was great. And then and did you
1: continue the peptides on a little bit after you found out you were pregnant. I can't remember. Yeah.
0: yeah. So they're, uh, they send strong signals and mm-hmm. I was doing a decent, um, dose. And so the doc I was working with was like, you don't want to just stop them cold Turkey after you've been like outputting a pretty strong signal to your body. So I think it took me just like maybe two or three weeks of like low, low dose of them just to mm-hmm. kind of like make sure my body had it right. Like, right. Kind of
1: like weaning off,
0: you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's what you really want to do for most things when it comes to, I don't know, like in pregnancy in general is like, you got to make sure you're not just all of a sudden doing like a crazy change, you know? Like, right. Um, so I felt like that was really helpful. I did do a blood draw pretty quick to look at my progesterone and estrogen levels, which were pretty good, but we decided to do supplemental progesterone anyways. And I really think about progesterone as like a, it's like a seatbelt, you know, for yeah, the pregnancy, exactly. it just kind of holds everything in. It's really healthy for the baby. Mm-hmm. So I did both uh vaginal suppository and oral for a little while. Um, and then again, that was another really slow wean off through the pregnancy. Yeah. Cause again, you don't want to just take away right. progesterone of right. all the things. Um, I also feel like another thing we did that was super cool leading up to finding out I was pregnant because I worked with this functional doc only for about three and a half months. So it wasn't, it wasn't very long. Um, I felt like he, Like all the stuff I had done, I felt like he just made it really specific. It was like that last little push, right. Just to like bring everything together. But some of the homeopathics he used with me and I'm very sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) And when I say that, I don't mean like someone calls me a name and I start crying. Like when we use the name sensitive, when it comes to medicines, we're just like, how, how do you respond to something? Right. Like, Does it really hit you? You feel it yeah you take right nothing, yeah, and if it's not the right remedy, right? right and so he had done a lot of homeopathic remedies with me that were really big, like heart openers and um, almost like dropping like a shield that I didn't even uh-huh. know I had, yeah. so it was like weeks of crying. it was ridiculous. Right. He'd be like, how, how were you this last month? I was like sobbing every day. Like, <laughs> excellent.
1: um, this is probably around the time we did that interview with, um, Remington. Cause remember you were like, yeah, oh, yeah, crying all the time. He's like, yeah, makes perfect sense.
0: Right. Right. He was like homeopathy and all of that, like plays perfectly into the timing of things and yes. like what my number was for the yeah. year or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, if I gave the name of the homeopathic like for you, it might do nothing. It was yes. exactly what my constitution needed. And I think it's funny, you know, I'm a Scorpio, like basically everything, and I can be like a little like right? And so stingy, well, stingy, so he loves using snake remedies with me, so like lachesis is a snake remedy. Uh, this one called nausea is actually- Can you actually describe like, to people what that means, snake venom? Yeah, so homeopathics, if we haven't, I don't know that we've really talked about homeopathy before, but it's essentially the energy of something. So nausea, for instance, is snake venom. So if we tested the pellets I was taking, there would be absolutely zero snake venom in them because they've been diluted thousands of times. So, the more that a substance is diluted, the stronger it becomes, which seems totally backwards, but for whatever yeah, it's reason, such a mind trip, it's such a mind trip. But for whatever reason, in homeopathy, it's um, it works. And so, yeah. the snake remedies super mellow me out. And I think my husband always <laughs> he'd be like, Did you take the snake venom today? Like, you're a little. <laughs> I'd be like, like, can you take another dose? Yeah. He's like, just take like (laughs) one more. I mean, um, and so I feel like the different homeopathics he used were just, I was like dropping walls that I like, didn't even know I had. I mean, it was really great. And I, I have horses, right. So I would walk out to them and like pet them and just start sobbing. And I'm sure they were all just like, okay, like what, (laughs) Ah, wow, what is wrong with her? she okay.
1: But it's so, like, we've talked about so many times how important it is to do that, like energetic, emotional level of healing, right? Like those were layers so that needed to come off for you for whatever and reason.
0: If you think about stepping into carrying a child and being pregnant, I mean, it is about the most feminine you can possibly be. And the feminine is all about being vulnerable. And surrender and you have to surrender your whole pregnancy, right? No idea what's happening in there. And, you know, the trust part for me was really huge. Like our journey had been a lot longer than I had thought it would be. So there was a lot of like trusting my body. I felt very strongly not to do IVF for myself and, you know, no judgment, of course, for any women that have gone through it. But I was like, I just had this really intuitive hit not to do it. But after never feeling it. No, but after a couple of years, you start to think like, "Am I crazy? like maybe for I should sure. just get on the stick here and so, for me, it was a lot of homeopathy, like opening all those different layers of really what it means to be in the feminine and so i I think it was really important and then, um, yeah, so I mean, I would say like that whole you could do emotional we talk about emotional work all the time. And that's one way to access it without having to do mm-hmm. kind of some of the other modalities. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say like another thing I did, that was a little bit more, and this is on top of eating well, not yeah. really drinking alcohol. My caffeine consumption was lower, getting a lot of sleep, like kind of all the stuff that we talk about anyways, yeah. um, keeping my blood sugar stable, right. Um, not working crazy with like all the way, like putting myself into the ground. Yep. Um the other thing I did a lot of was energy work and so I do work with somebody remotely who does um SRT and NLP and then you and I did some NET together. So mm-hmm. many acronyms. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um <laughs> and they're all, all, the all letters. three letters. <laughs> But they're all different, they're all different modalities to access the subconscious, right? So to get rid of any blocks around trusting that my body can get pregnant, trusting that I can conceive, trusting I can hold a healthy pregnancy in my late 30s, right? Like all sorts of stuff around that. And I feel like that was a really important piece too. And we cleared, I mean, you and I cleared a lot on being more neutral around IVF or around adoption. Yep, which I think which honestly is super just, important. Honestly,
1: to open the door to even conceiving because yeah,
0: control on the outcome. That's so powerful. We were really open this year to, um, you know, having a child, whatever it means that was. We did look into an adoption agency, mm-hmm. and I don't know, maybe down the line we will still adopt. Like I think the whole process just made us so much more open to however the children come. Um. Yeah. And I think in the end, I was actually more on board with adoption than going through the IVF stuff. Yeah. And so for me, right. Mm-hmm. And so I mm-hmm. think like that was, it was, it was interesting to just also have that level of openness and allowing. And I think that made a huge shift too.
1: Yeah. That's the energy of conceiving, right? Yeah. So it makes so much sense. Yeah. So cool. Um, talk about you know, you mentioned like a couple years into this journey, it can get really taxing like mentally and emotionally and like your mindset, right. Can kind of struggle. What are some major like mindset shifts you went through kind of right leading up to conception?
0: Yeah, there is a group of channeled beings, I guess. I mean, Abraham Hicks is like, she's a channeler and I wouldn't say that I'm like a hundred percent on with like everything they say, but they did say this one quote that really stuck with me, which is you can't have an unhappy ending to wait. You can't have a happy ending to an unhappy journey. Yes. And that just really stuck with me. I was just like, yeah, if you're going to go through the whole journey, biz- being miserable, like yep. that same vibration is not going to yes. create this like amazing, happy ending. Right. Yes. How are you so, going to attract? Right it's all energy. It's all vibration. And so for me, it was like, okay, well, I I need to figure out how to make this journey more enjoyable period. Mm -hmm. Like I need to, you know, figure this out because I don't want an unhappy ending.
1: (laughs) And so, well, and even like so many people like say, it's kind of like a limiting belief. I think like the process of getting pregnant is not enjoyable. How many times have you heard that? Right. Yeah. Even just like, even for people that maybe it only takes them let's say three months to conceive. They're like, Oh, it's such like a drain. And you're like tracking your cycle and blah, and like no part of it's
0: fun. It's like, well, that's not how it should be. No. And then guess what? You still have the entire pregnancy, which is uh-huh. a journey because the baby's not here yet. And then you've got your labor and delivery. And then you've got a baby. And I feel like that energy just keeps carrying over. Like Mm -hmm. they're at this different age when they're at this, right. It like just keeps Mm -hmm. going. And I was like, okay, I have to try and figure out a shift. And I think one of the big things for me was like, how can I find joy that has nothing to do with this? Like, how can I find joy in something else? Like I, Cindy Lufford says this all the time, revealing soul on Instagram. Like it's really important to have a hobby. That's not work because it just kind of takes you even if it's something you can't do all the time or just a, a little bit of the time. Right. But for me, I decided to start riding horses and it kind of changed everything. Right. I didn't yep. think when that I first kinda, started, it did. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think when I like started riding, I would like have a you now on of, a ride. Like, yeah. Yeah. And we have six horses and two miniature donkeys and it's completely out of control. Right. Um, we got rid of one horse. We donated her to a nonprofit. And so we went from seven to six for some reason. It felt huge. Okay. And you made the space for the baby. We made space. And there was also this piece of just, I was, I had like a distraction level too. Right. I mean, I was like, take, I was in full nurture mode of taking care Mm -hmm. of all of these animals. We hatched chickens. We have we had baby ducklings that, wow, they're really hard to raise. You're and in mothering energy.
1: Totally. Every day. Mm-hmm. You're
0: just in that nurturing, mothering, loving. And I think just the, even the way that I became towards the animals was way more loving and nurturing. Mm-hmm. And it was just a side of myself i never had really seen. Yeah. So probably thanks homeopathy, but also huge lifestyle shift.
1: Yeah. Cause it's like, you did all the work to shift that, but then you also have a great opportunity, like having your ranch to like, put it to practice every single day. Yeah. Right. If you didn't have all those animals, maybe it would have been harder to like really make that
0: shift. Right. Right. And our plan was absolutely to not have that many animals. <laughs> I mean, we, uh, we, In when we bought the house, we inherited one horse and two miniature donkeys. And then I Mm -hmm. bought one for riding, and we were like really good with that. And then I got gifted a horse, and we were like, okay, great. We're like full to capacity. And then they were like, these four horses are going to die if you don't rescue them. And then what do you do? You rescue them. How can you say no? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it sort of just happened, but it felt, super divine. I mean, the full time, even though I was freaking out, I was like, I know we're supposed to do this. So I did more on ET about that than about you getting pregnant, actually. Oh my (laughs) gosh. And the coolest thing was, and this is really fascinating for any of you guys who follow me on Instagram. I, I ride the big white horse a lot and he was the one who was gifted to me. And when he first came, he was a huge jerk. He kicked my husband. He was super mean. He was rude. And it was very stressful for me. And I was like, I'm supposed to be like bringing a child into this world. I've got this massive horse. I mean, he's so big and he was scary, downright scary. And I had this whole exchange with him of like earning trust and respect and setting boundaries, but also like loving him through that. And then he just transformed into this like different horse. And now he's amazing. And I ride him all the time and right as everything just had calmed down is when we conceived. And it was just so cool. the coolest thing. Totally. Oh, Apollo. I know that guy. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: Um, let's talk supplements. What yes. was kind of on your daily rotation when you found out you were pregnant?
0: Yeah. I was very big into the less is more also Mm -hmm. because, um, the functional doc I was working with was basically like, stop taking so many things Fair. Most of the stuff I was taking was honestly for sleep. It was like, yeah, from Vervita, I was on the inspire cell, which is Mm -hmm. like, and if you guys are interested in any of the Vervita ones, we, we are a partner with them. So we can put our little code in the bottom for you. But I was taking inspire cell to help like have solid sleep through the night. I was taking Calms as just a way to like relax because you're literally running around all day on a ranch. Um, I was taking a lot of magnesium glycinate, which is really good for like the brain, your muscles, your tissues, your heart, winding down your digestive tract. Um, and then I was taking actually Regenerazine heart kind of as my prenatal, nice. which is also a vitamin verbi- supplement. Yep. And then and then just some like really more spot treated things. Like I was doing selenium to help conversion of thyroid hormone, Mm -hmm. megaspore, which we also talk about all the time, um, just to have a really solid microbiome. We know how important that is to a healthy pregnancy and for a healthy baby. Um, gosh, that honestly, and then, oh, I was taking some ancestral supplements. I was taking, um, blood vitality because I've always been a little on the anemic side. And so And that was kind of a big thing too. Right. I remember you started
1: that stuff like a month or two before you got
0: that and an organ complex with like liver, heart and kidney. Yes. Just to kind of get some of, I'm a huge believer in getting organ stuff Mm -hmm. into Mm -hmm. your routine. So much easier to supplement than eat it. And then duh, ketone minerals. Uh, Oh, right. Mm -hmm. I forget them. Yeah, Robert Slovak was basically like, "You'll have an amazing pregnancy. Chug you minerals take minerals, and you'll we'll be pregnant, in no time. Yeah, yeah, you'll be great." Never. Yeah, I really do take like half the stuff we talk about for sure. Amazing. Like I take a ton of Element. Yes. Which oh my, I God. run low on that. I literally freak out. So I just posted. I'm like, you're literally not even hydrated if you're not drinking Element. <laughs> it's like impossible. I so the feel week the I was like, out, I had headaches. It was crazy. Really. Yeah. I had like a dull headache that I, and I don't get headaches. And no. I was like,
1: this Whoa. is God.
0: And it completely went away when I got almond in.
1: That's amazing. I mean, it's a Testament. Like sometimes you need to remove things too, to see the difference. And I definitely yeah, felt sure. like, and I drink good filtered water and I feel a difference.
0: Yeah. Ooh, so cool. I have to tell you about the other supplement. Phosphatidylcholine which is like really important for your cell membranes. And I think it's um, Lily Nichols, like talks about about choline choline all the time. And you can't do eggs. So I can't, I can do duck eggs. So I get choline from there, but otherwise, yeah, the phosphatidylcholine Mm -hmm. breaks down into choline, right? So that's, um, that I thought was a big one too. But yeah, for me, it was a lot as less as more. And if you knew me before, I was on like a hundred million. I was going to say, which is a big deal for you. Yeah. Which is like cool with the surrender piece too, right? Like, yeah. I don't
1: need to take twenty things a day in order to have healthy hormones or to be fertile or whatever.
0: Totally. Awesome. I legit thought I—I I used to think that I needed supplements for my body to like function. Yes,
1: yes. we've done so much E.T. on that. Yeah, it's so crazy. so crazy. I think
0: that all stemmed from my like childhood needing inhalers and stuff, right? So you just
1: sure you literally needed something external, yeah. to breathe. It's kind of a big deal.
0: I know, right?
1: Asthma is the worst. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about the exciting part. Yeah. How'd you find out you were pregnant? Like what's the
0: deal? When were you like, I need to take a test. Not like I don't know this, but well, totally. So I just have to back up one step to we for, I ovulated on day four of my cycle. So for those women who are like, okay, like I'm not even fertile right after my period, or I'm not, you know, like any of that stuff, like goes to show it could be any time. I will tell you, I had the weirdest feeling I would conceive early whenever it was time. So I was kind of like ready for it in like a weird way. So we, you know, I ovulated day four, I could just tell by all like the signs and symptoms, I had stopped taking ovulation tests a really long time ago, they were just kind of like too stressful for me and like, didn't really help with the whole like surrendering piece. Mm-hmm. And, but I wear the aura ring and it'll tell you if your temperature drops and it'll, it should show you where you are in your cycle. And mine was always really accurate and on with that. So I had just gotten back from a seminar in Arizona, ovulated. usually we uh, took care of that whole situation <laughs> And then my, <laughs> did what you needed to do. Yeah, yeah, we did what we needed to do those two days. And then my mom came into town and yeah. I like, I knew something was up. Like the minute we conceived, it was so crazy. My aura ring was like telling me I was sick. It was like, you're Heart rate variability is super low. Your yes. heart rate is high. I was out of breath, and I had remember you yes. told me that was a symptom for you. Yes, right away. Yep. I was like huffing and puffing everywhere, and I was like, okay, either I have like some <laughs> weird long haul COVID, or I'm pregnant, crap, yeah, or I'm pregnant. Yeah, hundred percent. So my mom hadn't been out to California since we got, um, no, she had been All since around. we got married. Or yeah, what did I say? California. Oh God. Okay. Foley in Colorado. Yes. Um, 2 years she hadn't been out cuz of like all the covid stuff and so I and I had she was gone there. home a bunch. Yeah. And so I the morning she left, I was like, "You know what? I'm super early. I think I was like 3 days, 3 or 4 days early. Like it was yeah. I mean a good amount, you know." Yeah. Totally. You were like day 25 or 26. Yeah, or like it just yeah. was, yeah. And um I got like a faint positive, but it was interesting because I took the test. I showed Matt, I was like, it's negative. And I put it down and I went out to the barn to like feed everybody, you know, the morning routine. And I, yeah. as I was walking back, I was kind of like, you know what? It's okay. Like whatever happens, yeah. it's fine. Right. And then I totally changed my vibe. And I was like, no, you know what? we've it's time. Like it's our time. And I remember my NLP lady who I work with was like, you can demand it. It's fine. You can demand it. Like you don't have to part of surrender. You've surrendered it's time. And so I was like, very, like probably looked like a crazy person. Again, my horses think I'm nuts. I'm like walking back in, like hyping myself up. Like it's time. And sure enough, I went to the test and there was a faint line. So my mom was awake, but Matt had gone back to sleep. So I have the cutest video of her, which I posted in my reel, of her like looking at it with her glasses because the line was so faint. And then I I was sending it to me,
1: and I was like, "There's definitely a line." And I was like, "You go get the real test." I know you
0: and hate line tests. You're the worst. You're never Um, doing one again. But I don't know if it would have shown up on a digital, you know. Ugh, yes it would have. I know okay fine so then Matt came out and I got to record his reaction because so fun. the last he had seen it was negative right so yes um so it was super fun you know my mom has been like such a cheerleader this whole journey I mean just oh. like very like honey, you've got this. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. I mean, just very, it was, it was really cool for her to be a part of it. I feel like it was such divine timing that like
1: your mom was there. You're becoming a mom. What are the chances that she was there that you ovulated early? Like the whole thing is honestly pretty nuts.
0: No, it's so crazy. And I remember, um, one of the ladies I do SRT with, she was like, I just hope that one day it all makes sense with the timing. And I just feel Mm -hmm. like it did. Mm -hmm. I feel like it did with the ranch with like everything. And then my mom, I mean, come on in two years after such a long time. It was so crazy. Three generations. Yeah. And then two days later we took the real test, the digital validated. And that was good. That was it. So now you're
1: well into second trimester, but let's talk first trimester. Yeah. How did you feel like symptoms, cravings, nausea?
0: Yeah. I would say the biggest symptoms were just being tired and feeling like I needed to eat really consistently. I'm, I was keto for a long time. I'm not like a snacker. I eat three times a day. That's it. Right. Like I eat at like five 30, don't wake up you know, don't eat again until like seven the next morning. That was like a stark wake up call of like, that's not going to work anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never got sick. I never threw up or anything. You had like the total opposite experience of me in mm-hmm. that regard, but I did have a, like a definitely an uneasy stomach dinner was always really hit or miss if it was something yeah. that I thought I could do or not. Um. I remember poor Matt, he like cooks me dinner every night and it was like, we just never knew if it was going to be something. Right, you'd I be like, eat. no, can't do it. <laughs> I'd be like, oh boy. All right, we're done. Yeah. So, um, but I would say like, there were a couple of weeks where I felt like I couldn't eat red meat, but then that went away really quickly. Other than that, I mean, I really have been eating a pretty similar diet to what I ate before, but maybe with the addition of like a couple more carbs, like we've done more potatoes or sweet potatoes, or I got really into like a gluten-free bun on a burger, like four times. It was amazing. So great. Yeah. Like things that I did, I didn't like normally eat before that were like, maybe a little bit more carby I've indulged in a little bit more. Yeah.
1: And Lily Nichols talks about that. Like, especially in first trimester, like it makes sense why so many women crave carbs. Your body literally needs the energy.
0: Yeah, totally. So, you know,
1: obviously, not like you need to eat pancakes 24 7. Right. But if your body is, your body craves the nutrients it needs. Right. Absolutely. So eat a little bit more carb. It's all good.
0: Yeah. I remember we were watching a movie and someone was eating popcorn. And I had like this crazy reaction. I was like, oh my God, I need this popcorn like right now. And so, Matt, I remember like made popcorn. He made like me in, in in, like an enormous bowl of popcorn and made me like really feel like sick to my stomach. And like, that was the end of that. But I feel like there's been a couple like rando things like that, but nothing, nothing too crazy, honestly. So great. Yeah.
1: What supplements did you do
0: first trimester Um, to like now, what are you doing? I feel like honestly, very similar to what I was taking pre, a lot of those Mm -hmm. things are safe during pregnancy. One of the things that I was excited I got to continue on was, um, phosphatidylserine, which is like, kind of helps like lower cortisol and helps you sleep. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: turns out that that's a nutrient most pregnant women get really low in and could use more of. So Mm -hmm. felt like pretty excited about that, but it was a lot of the same things I did. Um, when we did my lab work, Um, I was just about into, I think it was 14 weeks. I was anemic. So I started on something called Floridex, which is like, a um, it's like herbs and berries and stuff. It builds iron. And then also doing, um, my herbalist got me into doing like nettles and raspberry leaf tea as a way to like support the uterus and build blood too. So awesome. So, Yeah what's cool is
1: in pregnancy, you can really go back to fundamentals of so much food-based stuff, Mm -hmm. which is nice. Like sometimes I think we forget like the power in that, like there's so many food-based
0: remedies and teas and, you know, diet, like ways you can balance yourself. Well, and I feel like anemia is like a very common thing in pregnancy. It's like something we see all the time. The baby takes a ton of blood. Right. And I've always sort of been blood deficient according to like Chinese yep. medicine. So it wasn't super surprising. And I've been really bad about making my infusions for teas. And she reminded me last week, she was like, if you just do this nettles infusion every day, like mm-hmm. all your Especially as will you normalize
1: getting bigger and
0: yeah. And nettles helps with like your adrenals and your, you know, allergies. So it like, it's kind of cool that some of these Plants, they—I mean—they do so much more than just using them medicinally, than just like yeah. a single supplement can do, right? Yeah, totally. in their whole form. Yep. Yeah. So, <clears throat> as we
1: know from the previous episode, you had experienced a pregnancy loss
0: mm-hmm.
1: a few years ago. Um, you guys can hear all about that back in Doctor Nicole's last episode, but. Obviously, for those of us who have had a loss, first trimester can be really hard. Yeah. Um, mentally, emotionally, mindset wise, it can be hard to like really connect and kind of almost accept the pregnancy because totally. obviously there's a whole new level of it just feeling so vulnerable and fragile and mm-hmm. all of that. So what are some of the tools you used to just like stay out of fear and stay balanced and yeah. be able to be in that place of enjoying it?
0: One of the things that helped was just, I think, for me, just I got that first pregnancy positive test so early. Mm-hmm. and i it that does not mean it's like a surefire thing, but my miscarriage one, I had I was late forever before I got anything. Right. So it felt to me like a lot more like I'm here. i'm I'm sticking like yeah, that like kind stronger. of feeling. I really leaned into a ton of just trusting with timing. Like I just still couldn't believe that my mom was here and there were just so many pieces that fell into line that just made me feel like either way, this is super divine. So um, I think just really trying to stay into that space. And then, um, I was still trying, I was trying to celebrate, right. Cause I was like, Hey, I don't know how this is going to go, but either way, like I've been waiting for this for like three and a half years. Like, yeah, exactly. let's, let's celebrate it. Let's get excited about it. Um, I did start experiencing symptoms that I hadn't really had the first time. So that also kind of like reassured me a little bit. Um, so, and, and Matt is like, my husband is very intuitive. Um, and just such a positive, optimistic person. So he's Mm -hmm. constantly just like, this is great. Everything's fine. And I think he, it was, that was really helpful too instead of to have like two people who are freaking out, you know? Totally. Yeah, (laughs) for
1: sure. If he was a basket case would have been harder,
0: especially because we waited. So we did do two HCG draws in the beginning. So we did get to see the HCG level quadruple and yeah. that was a really which is probably super helpful and exciting yeah. sign yeah that was early i mean that was like 4 yeah. weeks right so then yeah. and i i really wanted to wait a while before doing an ultrasound i didn't wanna um intravaginal one and so we didn't get our first ultrasound till 10 and a half weeks mm-hmm. and um and you know i know there's like also a lot of like there are a lot of women who don't do ultrasounds at all and then there's some who do them all the time and I was really kind of trying to do like less is more with all mm-hmm. of that stuff, and um, but it was important to me after having a loss and just like a longer journey to like percent in there and like yeah. get the picture. So, yep. Yep. so yeah, I mean, it was really just like a lot of like, I guess like trust and for that. Yeah. First, Similar theme straight. with the whole thing, right? It's like you well, just
1: yeah. When you think it's like uh, Gabby Bernstein says, like when you think you've surrendered, surrender more.
0: Yeah. Right. It's like you just keep peeling back those links. Right. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I think the blood test was helpful again, too. But just, I mean, who knows? Things can turn around at any time. So you're just trying to just stay in that like happy space about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important because I've seen a lot on social media you know, accounts about, uh, fertility, pregnancy, pregnancy, loss, et cetera, all those things. And it just really resonated with me seeing all these people posting about like, stop the whole drama of like, you can't say anything until you're 13 weeks pregnant or whatever. Like, don't tell anyone, you know, like that's kind of societally, I feel like, and it's like, no, like every pregnancy should be celebrated.
0: Yeah. Right. Totally.
1: And I just think it's such an energy shift from kind of like the fear-based place of what we've been programmed with. Yeah. Like, why not? Why can't you like tell your family? I mean, of course right? you can tell whoever you want or not tell whoever you Yeah, want, Right. Absolutely. And it's a personal choice, but you know, I'm like more power to you when the people like announce it right away and are like, we're so excited and thrilled. It's like, man, good for you.
0: Totally. And I feel like for us like we told our immediate family pretty pretty quick Mm -hmm. I announced to my brother on um both my brothers on Mother's Day which was really fun where I was about seven and a half weeks yeah um so I thought that was that was really fun I mean yeah we kind of told like a lot of people who are really close to us like pretty quick right and then we didn't do our like you know, more social media stuff yeah. till I think I just did that at at 16 weeks. Especially yeah. now, social media is such a bigger thing, right? Yeah. It's
1: not like, <clears throat> oh my gosh, like what, 10 years ago, I probably had, you know, 150 people like on my Instagram, right? It's mm-hmm. like your friends. <laughs> right, 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 right. Now yeah. it's like kind of a whole thing. Like it's way more vulnerable to like announce that to the masses.
0: Totally. And I think I don't know. I I feel like there's a lot of unsolicited advice that people can oh, give yeah. you. And yep. I just wanted to be in a space where I was like, hey, you know what's funny? It's like I have pretty good boundaries with all that stuff. And really, that was one of the remember that was one of the reasons I didn't want to talk about it on the podcast. Not a single person even said anything. They didn't <laughs> offer their advice, nothing. I was like, don't do it. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, I feel like for for you, some reason the podcast is so much more vulnerable, which I guess it's like, you're talking and your yeah, voice, but you've yeah, been yeah. like hung up about, remember yeah. I was like, okay, I'm just putting it on our list. Your fertility episode, it will eventually happen. And then you're just like, I'm ready.
0: <laughs> I was like, let's, let's do, do it. it. It was like an yeah. eclipse or something too. Yeah. Same thing
1: with this episode. It's like, whenever you're ready, we'll do it.
0: Yeah, okay. totally. I mean, I'm also just like a private person. I'm not like First. a I mean, it's a big deal. Like, you yeah, think, and everyone feels differently about it. Totally, and I think there's just certain things where you can make a choice out of fear to not share, or you can make a choice out of like, we just want to kind of keep this like, and, like healthy boundary, our own thing, yeah, for yeah. a while.
1: So, yeah, it's more if you're coming from the place of like something bad might happen. So I want to protect myself. That's a very different energy than like, yeah, we want this like sacred time with just our close friends and family. And we're not quite ready to
0: share it yet. Like great. Yeah, exactly. Totally. So for me, it all felt like it kind of just came in like timing that felt good. Yes. Well, I'm very proud of you. Thanks. Here we are. Here we are.
1: (laughs) Um, okay. You're in second trimester this is amazing. How, what's changed? Do you feel better? Do you feel different? Are you eating differently?
0: Yeah, I would say I feel definitely more energy. Um, still some tired days. Like today, my body was awake at 445 and that was just the end of it. So I would still say there's definitely, if I do get a nap, which is not every day, but if I do, it's a, it's a better day for sure. Um, I'm definitely going way longer in between eating at this point. Mm-hmm. I just kind of am back to, um, Regular. Yeah, I just don't feel like I need to like snack all the time. Um, I have struggled with restless ankles and I've yeah. had this before. I know <laughs> that sounded like a, it sounds so weird. And I have restless ankles. Right. <laughs> um, it turns out it can be from low iron. So. Yeah. That made a lot of sense to me, especially because I used to always get them, um, when my hormones were really high. So I wasn't, um, surprised that it was going to happen during pregnancy. I use fringes, CBD lotion on my ankles, which Mm -hmm. definitely helps. I'd say like 60% of the time, the other percentage of the time, my ankles don't care. And they just bug me. It just means like, it makes you feel like you have to move them all the time. So it can really impact sleep, which is yeah, for sure. Um, so I would say like, but it's not every night, you know, some nights I get great sleep. They don't bug me at all. So I'm still trying to like hone in what helps with that. And I honestly think it's like the more consistent I am with the nettles infusions and the floridex and all that stuff. It helps a lot. Um, but yeah, I would say the entire time I've been pregnant, I have um, really not had much of a filter. And so I feel like that is only bam. Um, Continuing. Yes. <laughs> it's
1: <So>. only continuing.
0: <laughs> the intensity is ramping up. It is just, I just don't know what my face looks like sometimes or what's gonna come out of my mouth. Right. I mean, it's kind of awesome. It's been more swear words than I'm used to. Right. I think. Okay. So yeah, yeah. there is a homeopathic for that that we've been okay. working with. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I don't know if it's helping, so it's fine.
1: All right. So as we kind of wrap it up, like any resources you've come across, or of course, like you work with pregnant patients all the time. Like if there's any new or soon to be pregnant mamas out there listening, where can they read more, learn more resources? Uh,
0: That's really a good question. And I feel like it really just depends on like what's going on with you. Like I, I feel like a big message that I've definitely helped a lot of women with, but also I felt like was really important for me to learn was just that you just give your body some time. I think so many women, because I did meet with a fertility specialist and get my odds for successful IVF and all the things. And it's like, if you didn't conceive within three to six months, we start you on all of these things. And it just felt so premature, like, just like, wow. Okay. Cause if you're not conceiving, let's figure out why that is. Right. And maybe there is some stuff we can do to improve your health, which is only going to improve your outcomes. If you do choose to use IUI or IVF, like no matter what you decide to do, that would be Totally your eggs can take up to a year to develop and mature. So what you were, you know, for us, a huge part of it, which we talked about was we were living in a house with mold pretty significant for over a year by the time we started doing testing. And so, you know, there's different things that it's, and I, and I so get it. It's like, all you want to do is become pregnant. And then someone tells you like, Hey, give it another three to six months to like, get your body healthy. And it's so frustrating and defeating. But at the end of the day, like my, like one of my mentors said, you want a healthy baby. You don't just want to get pregnant. You want like a healthy baby <clears throat> and a healthy pregnancy, which yep. is also going to make a big, di- much bigger difference later on. Yep. And so I think just, I created two courses. One is called heal your hormones and one is called fertility discovered. You can find them on my website. And it's just, you know, they were really had a lot to do with my own journey. And just like what I did, what I found helped a lot of my female patients who wanted to get pregnant, who were, it was taking them longer than they thought to. And it was really about getting their bodies healthy. And some of them did do fertility treatments and a lot of them conceived naturally and Mm -hmm. either way is great, but I think their bodies were healthier for it. So like that felt really. I have a million pregnancy books and honestly, I haven't read any of them in years. So I've been telling myself like, Nicole, you're like approaching midway here. Like maybe we should like read some of these books again, but I will say one of them, if you're into like a little bit more of the science-y stuff is called functional maternity and it's, it's really good. I like that one a lot. Um, and then there's like natural mama's pregnancy, where they walk you through like each week, which I thought was like a really helpful book too. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, you and I have interviewed some of the like world's leading experts in hormones and fertility. Yeah. Like, if you need more info, you should listen to our podcast. Yeah. Scroll through the episodes. <laughs> well, I think we listen. tend to want to talk about more what we're going through. And so this yeah. is obviously our podcast has been around for three years. I've been in this journey for three years. So I just know I've I've kind of leaned towards recording more about Mm -hmm. hormones and fertility with people. So there's just a wealth of knowledge in our podcast. Yep. Right. Awesome. Well thanks, Dr. Nicole. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me on.
1: This has been so great. (laughs) We'll definitely do another part. Um maybe like in third trimester, like prepping for the big event.
0: Yeah. Whatever we think I am planning, which you know about plans, yeah. but we're going to plan for a home birth. So I'm yep. sure there's going to be a whole, you know, we're working with midwives solely yes. right now, as long as things allow us to work that way. Yeah. So it's definitely a different, you know, not quite as traditional anymore yeah. approach. Totally. So that'll common. be great.
1: We'll talk all
0: about that and <clears throat> yeah, you know, everything you're learning about that and going through, which would be, yeah, great. I will say the, I think that, you know, obviously I've learned like a lot through this whole time, but one of the things I think it's really helped with is when we think about how I want like labor and delivery to go and like, yeah, I think it's great to have an idea of how you'd like it to go. And it's important, mm-hmm. but man, we are a lot more go with the flow because we've go. had to be. So I do think that piece is really helpful. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: All right. Well, thanks. Thanks everyone for listening. As always, if you love us, please share it with a friend or someone who would benefit from it and leave us a five-star review. Thanks for listening guys. And thanks for all your support. The statements in this podcast have not been evaluated by the FDA. Information provided here and products recommended or sold on coffeewiththedocs.com and or our podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The information provided by this site and or by this podcast is not a substitute for a face-to-face consultation with your physician and should not be construed as medical advice of any sort. By using any of this information or reading it, you are accepting responsibility for your own health and health decisions and expressly release Dr. Nicole Huffman and Dr. Abby Kramer and its partners and guests from any and all liability whatsoever, including that arising from negligence.